Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 107. We have a special playoff preview episode. Yep, playoffs are finally here. Yeah, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Mike. I'm Tyler, welcome. The matchups are all set, we're pretty much ready to go, starts tomorrow. Yeah, but of course, first we have to cover um, the NBA's first ever playing game. Seed in game. Yeah. Featuring uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Portland Trailblazers. Real quick, do you think it's something they could do moving forward if like 8 and 9 are a game apart or maybe like a, a small margin apart? Uh, I think they'll go back to the season series again. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I think they could do that. They could change it. Because I'm, make I'm it thinking like eight and nines are usually pretty similar as far as like how competitive they are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It might be. It would be adding extra games, which would be kind of weird. Yeah, because they were even talking about how this game, they didn't know how the stats were gonna be recorded. Were they gonna be recorded as playoff stats or as right. regular season stats? And um. So I could see that being a problem, but they could figure it out. I think they could do it. So congratulations to Portland. Yeah. Uh, They got in the playoffs, eight seed, going up against the Lakers. And before we really deep dive Portland, because I know we have pretty similar ideas, but our own thoughts on it. Uh Uh-huh. Damian Lillard is the best point guard in basketball. Yeah. And outside of 2016 Steph, I really haven't seen any of the current point guards play as well as Lillard has been playing. I agree with that. Uh, And to me, like, the people that are hating on Lillard, I I just don't get it. I don't either. I really, I I don't understand how you can't root for this guy as a basketball fan. Yeah. I also... I'm not sure if I've seen anyone shoot like he's shooting. I mean, I've seen Steph shoot amazingly. Yeah. But the way Damien is shooting, like, all off the dribble. Yeah. Steph, even when Steph has big games, he'll hit, you know, if he has 11 threes, six he'll of them will be catch up and shots. shoot. Yeah. But Dame will go 11 threes and none of them be catch and shoot threes. Right. It, just, and his range is just, you know. Logo Lillard. I don't even have to go there. Yeah, but despite how incredible Damian Lillard has been, yeah, and Portland has needed every ounce of that uh, great play from him. They haven't had any <laughs> like double-digit wins in like the whole bubble, did they? No. It felt like they were about to go to overtime in every game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. While Damian Lillard is the best point guard in basketball, Portland also has officially gotten the worst defense in basketball. 
Yeah, I would agree. And when you put that together, you're looking at a lot of close games, a lot of shootouts. Yep. A lot of back and forths. Yep. But Portland, man, Portland has got to figure out how to play defense. Well, which part of their defense do you think is the worst part? Uh, dribble penetration. Okay. That would be my le- my first problem is a lot of their guys get beat off a pump fake, off a just a jab. Melo at one point, I watched Anthony Tolliver dribble past him. Yeah. When when Anthony Tolliver can make plays off the dribble, you're not playing defense. Right. When Joe Harris is killing you with dribble penetration. Yeah. Like Joe Harris is a good NBA player, but he shouldn't be killing you with dribble penetration. Right. Uh, and the second thing for me with their defense is you would think this wouldn't be a problem, but they don't know how to guard pick and rolls. The, and that is my my biggest issue. They get destroyed on every pick and roll. It's, every single one. It's such easy baskets. Yeah. That's what kills me. Like They can't switch because obviously they don't want their bigs to get, get stuck on an island. But, like, the guards don't really fight through that hard. No, they don't. Uh, and, and, you know, NBA big set good screens for the most part. So, it's like, you got to have some kind of communication there, some kind of teamwork, and there's none of that. Yeah, and it's strange. You know, most teams that are, like, good at something are also usually good at defending it because they practice offense and defense in practice. But they're great at the pick and rolls you know, picking pops, and they can't stop or guard any of them. Nope. And I would think they're top five in their offensive picking pops and picking rolls, but they're bottom five on defense. I mean, Philly without – let's go the three games. Uh, Dallas is is an out, outcast because that's Dallas's great offensive team. They, they went Philly without Embiid and Simmons look like a well-oiled machine – yeah. Against Portland. Um, <laughs> then we had Brooklyn with Karis Levert and pretty much all second string slash role players. And Joe. And they looked unstoppable. Yeah, they looked amazing. I mean, the way they shot the ball, I really started thinking to myself, like, man, Toronto's going to have to play really good to beat them. Right. Uh, and, man, it just it's crazy to me. It's, it's just... kind of wild how those teams are all clinched and they still were like coming to really beat the... <laughs> really beat Portland. Yeah, and then Memphis yesterday was just was getting anything they wanted. Yeah. I mean, slow-mo was coming off a pick and roll going to his left and he was killing them. Yeah. Like Valanciunas in the second quarter had five layups in a row, it felt like. Yeah. It was just bad. Morant got to eat late in the game because he was just getting to the free throw line at ease. I mean, there was one play where it's a close, you know, one possession game. Morant gets the rebound or the Grizzlies get the rebound. Morant comes down. Nobody stops ball. Yeah. Like, how, how do you not stop the... up on the right side? Yeah. Or actually, he might have dunked it. Yeah, I was seeing that he got points off of it, I remember. Yeah. But it just blew my mind. I'm like, dude, if anybody that's you gotta stop, it's Morant. Right. He, 
even if it wasn't, you still have to stop the ball eventually. I, I, I just don't understand. When you see, when you just played a 50-game season where every team runs, you know, 70% pick and rolls. Yeah. And you have no clue how to contain it? Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad. It's really I don't have bad. To add, add to that. And from from what I've seen from the Lakers, I mean, this is to, honestly a lot of people think Portland is going to give them problems. But if you look at it, this is a great opportunity for the Lakers' shooting slump to end. Yeah, it is. Because guys, they're Danny Green's going to get good looks. Kuzma's going to get good looks. Yeah. And I don't know who's going to be guarding Anthony Davis. That's going to be ugly. <laughs> so while a lot of people are excited for Portland to going into the playoffs, they they haven't been playing well at all. Portland is the only team in the NBA that I've seen that has to have their starting five yes. on the court in the fourth quarter. Yes. Like their real starting five has to be out there in the fourth quarter or they will lose the game, every game. And by starting five, I mean Trent at um, Collins normally. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. <laughs> and it, they really do just have to outscore everybody. So we'll, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy f- series between them and the Lakers, I think. How many do you think they get? I think Portland gets two. Two? Okay. Yeah, I think they get two, too. I think that's fair. All right, let's go uh, series for series. Let's flip back and forth. So we went one and eight in the West. Let's go one and eight in the East. Not much to say on that one. <laughs> it's going to be uh, quick work. I think Orlando will make a couple games interesting. Maybe they'll steal a one. game, to be honest. Steal a game? I-, I could see them stealing either the first game or maybe like game four. Uh, uh, who's coaching Orlando now? Uh, Jacques Vaughn? No, he's coaching um. No, who's Brooklyn. he coaching right now? Brooklyn, yes. Yeah, I don't know who... Uh... I'm not sure. I never seen the uh, Memphis coach before until this bubble either. <laughs> yeah, I see him because I get those games local. But yeah, I've never heard of him before. Yeah. Orlando coach is wow. Google doesn't even know. Oh, Steve Clifford. Oh, okay. Charlotte. Orlando looks really at... like they get so out of rhythm, and their team isn't. I mean, they're not trash. No, they have a not. lot of talent on the team. But they'll go from, you know, looking like they can beat anybody to having these stretches of games where no one on the court looks like they know what is going on. Yes, and that's, I think, that's their problem is a lot of their role guys don't really know what the role they are. Right. I agree with that. Like, outside of Vucevic and Fournier... And I, I guess Ross knows his role as well. Yeah. Uh, most like DJ Augustine plays like their best player sometimes. I think I probably would consider him their best player, honestly. Right. And then Fournier sometimes is their best player. And then Vucevic right. is their best player sometimes. Yeah, and then Gordon looks like a future all-star and for two games. 
and then he's gone yeah. again. It, it's it's strange. They have a strange um, dynamic, and it just seems like there's no consistency in how they play. Yeah, they just they're one of those teams that has a lot of pieces. Yeah, they do. Like I think they have a lot of trade package options. Yeah. Uh, within like in the next couple summers. Yeah. Or off seasons. Um, Vucevic has he has to do something. He's really impressed me in the bubble, though, man. I've seen them. uh, I watched one of their games completely, and then I watched half of another one. Mm -hmm. And I really like how he's playing. I do, too. He has to get out of there, though, eventually. Yeah, I would assume that's going to be the case. Him being on there for so long, it just... I don't know. I don't know. They they haven't looked like, like... We don't know what their strategy is. Like, what are they trying to build? Yeah, I have no idea. That's what I hate when franchises get stuck in just like, just signing whoever they can and making it kind of work. Yeah, and they just have a bunch of really young guys too, for the right. most part, which kind of makes it look even weirder. I guess they're waiting for maybe some of their talent to develop, or I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think honestly, a safe bet is that it's going to be a sweep. Yeah, I'm going with a sweep too. Milwaukee's I think Milwaukee's starting lineup is just too dominant for them. Plus a lot of Orlando is injured. Right. Carl Williams is out, Fournier Gor- is out. Gordon Ross. is a good guy to throw at Giannis too. Who is? Gordon. Oh yeah, he like, is. Like he's not a, obviously not stopping Giannis, but he's a big body who could kind of go back and forth with him. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, moving on. West again? Uh, two seven in the West. I I think this is gonna be the best series of the first round. I think this is going seven. Seven? I think it's going seven. Okay. I do think it's gonna be game to game, I think it's gonna be the most exciting. But I I think I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go in five, Clippers in five. I think they'll get one. You know what I'm I'm seeing to me, uh, I think Doncic can match any individual superstar on the Clippers. Okay. And where and we've talked about the Clippers' troubles a number of times, but where they struggle is cohesive success. Right. And where Dallas does not struggle is getting cohesive success. Right. And, you know, a lot of that comes from Doncic. But, like, I I trust Doncic to bring that out of Dallas more than I trust anybody on the Clippers to bring it out of them. And a a lot of it comes from just them, you know, the coaching and them knowing their roles. Yes. Like you said, they really know, all those guys know their roles on that team. Yes. And they know that they got to be ready to shoot. Everybody has the green light to hit threes. And, you know, Doncic has the green light to use the shot clock more than everybody else. And, I mean, yeah, they're, they know the deal. When, when they don't have Porzingis out there especially, they look a lot like Harden's Rockets do. Yeah, they do. Uh, but Porzingis gives them, like, a really different element. And I really like the stuff I saw when it was just Porzingis on the floor. Yeah, me too. Where it's yeah. not really, like, they're not force-feeding him like the Lakers do with AD. Yeah. And it's more like just backup guards playing with him. Yeah. Uh, which which looks a lot better, at least. And shout out to Trey Burke. He's been, yeah. been playing really well. 
Yeah, but they've had uh, they've had consistent bench guards forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Is uh, always looks pretty good out there uh, from the Raptors. Right. Yeah, Delon yeah. Wright. Yeah, he does. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven, but I I have. I think that. I think the Clippers' defense will have to take a step up. I think if the Clippers lose one game. I think their defense, they'll be forced to elevate their defense for them to not win, to not give up another game. And yeah, might. I think the Clippers but, should be the most concerned over this first game because of all the like the first round, first matchups where the top seeded teams are like expected to win. Yeah. This is the one to me where, like, if Dallas gets the first game, it's a completely different series. Yeah, because n- now that. at that point it's two even teams. Because I don't think the Clippers can beat Dallas four times in a row. I don't think. Oh no way! Yeah, I don't know if anybody can beat Dallas four times in a row the way they're playing. Yeah, who's Garden Doncic? I imagine Paul George. Okay. More than Kawhi. And why is that? Uh, yeah, Kawhi seems to have, I don't want to say lost a step, but isn't as willing <laughs> to play as, as good defense as he used to. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, but that's, that's, my, that, that's what I'm scared about is I don't want Paul George like committed on the other end and he's not allowed to really flourish on offense. Yeah, he's become the 3 and D guy for them. Yeah, and it's like... When Kawhi wants him to be. Yeah, like, Kawhi feels like he's forcing the fact that he's the number one guy. Yeah. While Paul George is just playing really well. Right. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. They just... They, they've looked stiff the, the whole eight games. Yeah, they have. I don't want to... Like, eight games is not a huge sample size, but it's all we got for this these playoffs, and they just haven't looked good. Yeah, and... um. Like you said, they I don't see a lot of cohesion with the team, and um, the guys just don't really look like they're they honestly don't look like they're getting along to me. Right. Um. So. Yeah, we'll see how that works. They've had they've had a lot of guys who, like later in the in the eight games, they had some big performances, but they've been trash to be honest. I agree. And it's like Shamit, I expect to be trash, but Marcus Morris. Like Marcus Morris Marcus has been Morris some really games bad. he looks like he shouldn't be out there. Yeah. He does. Uh, Reggie Jackson some games looks like oh he's their clear-cut starter and in other games I'm like why did they sign him? Yeah. I think overall he played well though, but I agree with you. But Dallas doesn't have that problem. Right. Like guys are starting to get comfortable like even their guys who I still don't trust to shoot the ball are getting more confident. Yeah. Like, Kleber's starting to look really good. Finney Smith has looked better. Uh, Kleber's become, like, an elite defender all of a sudden. Yeah. For them. Yeah, I just... With with Porzingis playing as well as he was playing in the eight games, it's at least a seven-game series, and it honestly, Dallas could win it, I think. I think they could, too. The, The other thing about the Clippers, they're very predictable to me. Yes. Like, especially when Kawhi has the ball... He's predictable, but then the rest of the team, when he's not out there, they just have guys that they're 
I guess their game is so specific to who they are. Yeah. Like you just know what's coming. Like Lou, you know what Lou's doing every single night. Um, and that could be a good thing and a bad thing for other teams. It could be, you know, a good thing for the other teams to know coming in and study. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of their guys take rhythm away from other guys. Yeah, they definitely do. And Dallas, to me, like, at first glance, you would think Dallas is the same way. Like, they're predictable on offense. Yeah. But they have another gear when their original offense isn't working. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, like, Carlisle over Doc, that that could play a big factor as, as, the, as the series gets further along. Yeah, I think it may play the biggest factor. Yeah, but we'll yeah. see. I mean, Dallas has just been – their role guys have been so lights out. I don't know if that's going to continue to be the case. I don't think so. Because I'm, I'll am i pick the Clippers role players over Dallas's top to bottom. Yeah, at least. that's fair. Especially with Montrezl coming back. Yeah. All right, back to the East. Yeah, 2-7 and seven, Toronto, Brooklyn. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Levert will get a, a thirty point game in there. I think it'll be one really close game. Oh, no, I think it'll maybe two really close games. But I'm I'm picking Toronto to sweep that easy. Yeah, it's a bad matchup for Brooklyn, I think. I think so too. I think Brooklyn, like, if they played Miami or Boston in the first round. Yeah, I think that would be a a, deep, a much deeper series. Yeah, they could have gave Boston a really tough tough time. Yeah, and even I think they'd have a better time going against Milwaukee than Toronto, because Toronto is just so defensive. Yeah, like no other team in the East to me even comes close. Maybe Miami at times, but not consistently like Toronto. Toronto's super defensive, and they can match. You know, random role player get off with anybody. Yes. And they also have started to play really well with each other. Yeah. Like Siakam and Lowry, like, work together now. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the, you know, Brooklyn has that team where they have these random guys that can come in and randomly get 30, you know, get a good 25. Um, you know, you got Johnson, uh, Luawu, Cabro. Yeah. Um, who, who's the guy that's been, like, killing for them? Martin, right? Jeremiah Martin? Oh, I'm not sure. He had, like, he had 24 against Orlando and 20 on Boston. And it's just, they have random guys that can do that. But then you look at Toronto and they have... Stanley Johnson had 23 yesterday. Uh, they have, obviously, Van Vliet. OG can have a really good game. Yeah. Uh, Boucher can have a really good game. Uh-huh. Alice Jefferson has been a really consistent scorer his career. Uh, he hasn't done much for Toronto yet, but he's capable of getting 20 any night. So, it, it's it'll be, I think it'll be really fun games. Yeah, but I, definitely but I think, think I just honestly, I don't think Brooklyn has an answer for Siakam or Lowry. For the Siakam, yeah, I would agree with that. As far as like individual matchups go, definitely Who starts not at the Siakam. point guard for Brooklyn. What? Chioza? 
that last game, they didn't, like, Levert was playing point guard, but they didn't start a specific point guard as far as I remember. Oh, yeah. Lowry's taking care of that for yeah. sure. And they, and they got plenty. Toronto got plenty of bodies to stop uh, Levert. Yeah, and they have, they have really good um, – Toronto has really good uh, versatile size too. Yeah. They have, like, a lot of forwards that can also, play three positions. Toronto is, like, built to – to win games because not only like all the other stuff we just talked about, but a lot of high basketball IQ guys. Yeah. A lot of experience, a lot of guys who know how to play and that's why they look so good. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. Moving back to the West. Three and six. Uh, we got Denver and Utah, I believe. Yeah, I think this is going to be the wackest <laughs> series, but I think that the teams, you know, Utah could always have a pretty good game. Uh, Denver is stacked, in my opinion, and I think that their bench is just going to kill Utah's bench. This is not even going to be close to me. This is the biggest, like, roster difference a roster skill gap yeah of all the matchups by far yeah i think so too it's just to me like like yeah mitchell is great but utah uh, denver has plenty of guys to contain him yeah uh like denver's offense is a lot more versatility a lot more options a lot more firepower yeah, it's just and with Murray come now, Murray's back. They, to me, they don't need Harris or Barton to beat Utah at all. I agree. Like honestly, I think they could survive without Harris through the playoffs. Barton to me is a guy they need a little bit more because he's kind of a like an end of shot clock guy. Yeah, especially on like random possessions. Uh, yeah, but they have so much depth to me that they really don't feel losing guys like as much as you would think right yeah i agree yeah and, and now that conley's missing a couple games for utah i just i don't know where they're gonna get the points right and where their offense is gonna succeed right that's gonna be tough too um they're gonna I guess... have to Guy, some of their role guys who like really haven't shot the ball well are gonna have to start shooting well for them to even have a chance. Who are you talking about? Like uh... Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, uh, Clarkson. Yeah, they're gonna have a rough time then if Royce O'Neal got to shoot well. Right. That's I. I haven't trusted that at all the whole time. But without Bogdanovich there, they just haven't had any firepower. And it's weird because. Bogdanovich should not do that to a team. Like he's not the guy you that you miss, and it just destroys your whole offense. You know he's just not that kind of player to me, at least. But they figured out a way to do it for their roster, and it's mainly just because their bench is so bad, so weak. Yeah. Yeah, that might be ugly. Donovan will probably have some heroics. I'm, I'm going to go with Nuggets and 
Nuggets in five for that one. Nuggets in five. I think it's going to be a sweep. I think Denver, it just to me, Denver would have to play so bad for them to lose. Yeah. Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, three and six in the East is Boston and Philly. This should be a sweep. It won't be, though. <laughs> but knowing how Boston is kind of inconsistent at times. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it could be. I think it's six. I think it'll be a six-game series. Boston is six? Yeah. I agree. Uh, but, I mean, Embiid has a chance. To me, if Embiid pushes them through this series, like, he has, he has a chance to really change the narrative around his game. Yeah, he does. Uh, I would... I wouldn't enjoy it. I'll be the first person to say it. And to me, like, I can't picture another way of them beating Boston four times. Right. Like, just watching Shake Milton play these eight games, yeah. I can't safely assume he'll have a big game. Oh, he won't. I think he's awful, to be honest. He's not an awful, like, NBA player, but he's an awful point guard. Yes. Like, he's one of the worst guys who've had to play point guard I've ever seen. I agree. Uh, and just, man, when they get into that second unit, it's it, it hurts my eyes. Alec Burks squad? Yes. And Alec Burks plays, I mean, he plays like the number one option half the time. It's crazy how Diable was like, a really solid piece for them, and now he just does nothing. He's like Andre Roberson for them yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, he makes defensive plays because he's a good player, but, man, Philly is such a mess. Yeah. And to me, it shows it shows how trash Brett Brown is that Ben Simmons is gone, and they look chaotic now. Yeah. Like, I'm not expecting them to be great without Simmons, but the fact that they look they've gotten so much worse without him it just doesn't it shouldn't him. be the case and they're only missing him right and they did not look that bad when they only had him and not Embiid yeah for sure like this roster is just not built well for Embiid no it's not and it's some no of that shooters, is some really. of that is his game like he really hasn't made his game to kind of work with others that well. Right. Uh, but, yeah, at the same time, like, like Josh Richardson has been shooting phenomenally for them. Yeah, Do yeah. I trust that in the playoffs? No. Right. Like, Tobias Harris, do I trust him to play defense? No, I don't. Right. And I'm sure he won't. How many assists do you think Embiid should average? At least five. Okay. Five should be so easy for him. Yeah, but why? I agree. It's interesting. Like you see, a lot of well-run offenses. It's you feed the post and you got movement after that. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me that they don't think to to do that with Embiid. A lot of times Embiid isn't in the post. Right. Well, That's yeah, him being at the top of the key is part of the problem. Yeah. Or and like on an elbow for some reason. And he'll do that. He'll go to those spots, and he never makes interior passes from there. Like, yeah, he never he just, gets an assist from that spot. He looks like he takes up too much space in there. Yeah. 
And I don't know if that's just because they don't have spacing like that or, or what the problem is. But, like, Raul Neto... Like, Wanamaker is actually not going to be the worst player on the floor a lot of the time. I agree. Which, which is insane. the 76ers backups. That's what I'm saying. Maybe dog Milton. That, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I... I think they could probably sit Kimba through this series and still win. Oh, yeah, with Smart stepping in there for sure. Yeah, Smart and Wanamaker taking over. Like, I Boston mean, has three, three wing guys who have looked like elite playmakers. Yeah. To me, like, the Sixers just cannot match up with that. I think Carson Edwards may give Raul Neto a, a good game. Uh, for sure. Yeah, it is gonna be bad. I I think, I do think that Boston takes nights off. I think I always find it strange when Boston somehow no one is playing good, or like yeah, just one of the big four they have is just playing okay. They have this and, like Portland kind of thing, yeah, where they expect their guys to just like they expect Tatum to cook every night. Yeah. Like, Tatum shouldn't have to create shots only for himself. Right. Like, Jalen Brown shouldn't be getting, like, late shot clock threes all the time. <laughs> and, uh, that like, is exactly what he gets, too. I didn't even think about and that. And it's crazy, because Jalen Brown has been incredible to me. He has. Like, he, the, the kinds of shots, how clutch he's been, how aggressive. But he does not, he's not been taking good shots. No, he hasn't. And Marcus Smart has been the same way. It's still the same problems that I complained about, like, like in December or January. It, it's also kind of crazy. They can have, like, really good assist games as a team, and I still feel like they don't pass enough. Like, they... How many times do they really get, like, yeah. easy open shots? Yeah, they have, they have a lack of uh, everybody touches the ball plays. Yeah, they do. That's not good, but and they should have a lot of them because everyone who touches the ball can score. Yeah, so it, it is kind of bizarre that they do that. And I always wonder why they don't do that. It's just you know a different island every time down court, and I think this first game is going to be pretty close. And then, and then depending Boston on like if, if Philly could steal this first game, mm-hmm. you know, then then the series kind of has a different look a little bit, but. Yeah, uh, this first game is is going to be key for Boston. If Philly steals one, I do think Boston will sweep them. After that, the I think they'll get them four and five. After that, mm, we'll see. We will, we will. All right, uh, the four or five Rockets Thunder. Uh, did we go? Yeah, four or five Rockets Thunder. All right, this is. This is probably the best series to me, honestly, outside yeah. of the Clippers Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think it'll be the next best in the West. This one to me is the hardest to like really commit to a, a prediction. Yeah. Uh, like to me, all the other like series we talked about so far, one team looks significantly better than the other. Mm-hmm. Like things could change, but uh, at least that's what it's looked like from the eight games. But this, to me, this series is a very even matchup. Yeah, uh, I think it is too. 
Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if either team sweeps. I wouldn't be surprised if it went to seven and either team wins. I mean, this this is really a series I don't – I can't really tell how it's going to play out. Yeah. And part of the – I don't know how com- like how confident I am in OKC. Right. Because they've looked great. They've been really good. They've, like, done a really good job closing games. Mm-hmm. But the, the the roster is not deep. No, it's not. And you know, in the playoffs, those those like four minute stretches where you don't really have any of your go to guys out there. Mm-hmm. Like they don't they look awful, honestly. Well, I I think the roster is balanced, but yes, not deep at all. And the thing is, I think that all the guys on the team come in hungry. They come in and they you know play hard i think probably the thunder as a team have the hardest playing guys in the in the um playoffs like That's everyone fair. on the team plays hard yeah the, on the defensive end they get after them in miami yeah and the thing is even the guys who aren't good on offense they still find a way and they still work hard and they get good shots um they run the offense well i mean cp obviously does what he does but uh, the thing is, I, and I agree with you, it is hard to pick. It's because the Rockets are so easy to guard for a team like OKC. Yes. OKC all, can match their small ball way better. Yeah. Like, to me, OKC could go small ball and look better than the Rockets, which is, even though it's the Rockets game. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they don't have to just shoot threes. When they go small ball, yeah, but this it's tough for me because Houston's roll cast is so hot and cold. Yeah, it's so hot and cold. Like Austin Rivers could get me forty points, and then other games I hate that he's even checking in. Yeah, Jeff Green sometimes, sometimes Jeff Green looks like he should be on every team. Yeah. And then other times I'm like, I forgot Jeff Green was even on this team, even though he's playing a lot of minutes. I didn't know Eric Gordon is coming back too. Yeah, that's going to be interesting for them, but I just don't know what I'm getting from the Thunder's depth and the Rockets. Like, not really depth, because that's, that's a bad word for it, but just supporting cast, I guess. Their lineup for me. Yeah. What five are you going to have out there when the starters aren't in there? For OKC or for Houston? For Houston. Like, well, what's the second five on Houston? Hmm. And it's just, and even with it, like, if you pick it, what offense are they doing? And that's the thing. They're not doing the same offense that the starters do. The same thing do. they do. <laughs> I mean, not all. I mean, if they keep Westbrook or Harden in, but when Rivers does that, they look terrible. Well, missing Westbrook uh, the first couple games would be weird for them, I think. Is he missing the first couple games? Uh, he's missing at least the first, at least the first game for sure. Oh, okay. See, okay. See, in five. I thought. <laughs> I thought it said indefinitely, so he might not be back at all, from what I saw. Okay, CM five. I'm going. I'm cool with that. 
I don't know. This is another series to me that Harden can really prove a lot of people wrong. Harden would have to really go crazy for them to win. Yeah, everybody. and I think he can. He can, yeah. And Harden's usually he usually comes out heated in the first round. Yeah, he does. When he still got his legs. <laughs> but without Westbrook, his legs are gonna be burned out for the next round. Right, but on the first round he'll be fine. Yeah. I'm confident in that. But we'll see, man. I, I think this series could go either way, honestly, even without Russ. Yeah, I do too. And it's just it's more about how the Rockets play. Like, the Rockets either, they either, oh, we, we could be better than you, or no, we're definitely worse than you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like, even kind of standard for them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but we'll see. Now, the, the matchup in the East... Pacers in the Heat. Last one. Yeah. Who you got? Heat? Yeah, I think Heat and six. Heat and six? Uh, I think Indiana's good enough to take some games just from how they play. Yeah. Uh, but, again, the firepower. There's just no firepower there. Yeah, I like six, too. And that's really, like, if you have fire, I think Brooklyn could beat Miami no problem. I'm not <laughs> saying no problem. It could happen. Obviously, oh, yeah, the, the yeah. chances aren't very high at all. Yeah. Uh, but I think like you need firepower to beat Miami. Yeah. Because to me, they get their only issues are offensively. Mm-hmm. And it's just because some of their guys are very like limited as far as what they could really do. Yeah. Uh, but it's gonna come like. Depending on what Jimmy Butler is looking like, it could be a sweep. I agree with that. If Jimmy Butler comes out and he's the best player, uh, I think it, it would it will be a sweep. But if it's I agree. if it's you know Butler here but Bam there, or if it's mostly Bam and Jimmy Butler is just kind of out there chilling, that's when Miami goes on these weird droughts where they look like they're trash on offense. Yeah. And I don't think they are at all. Right. And, you know, the Pacers are underrated for their structure of their team. Yes. I think they play a really solid offense. I think they stick to their offense. I think the guys who come in, like, I I won't say they're deep, but when they sub, I don't see, like, a big difference on the court. Right. And they do that without being deep somehow. Um, and they do that better than most teams, I would say. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that is one thing that will help them against Miami. But, um, yeah, man, if Jimmy wants to take over, there's no one on Indiana that can stop Jimmy. I will say, I, I haven't, I've only seen Indiana uh, also like one and a half times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Oladipo is starting to look solid. Yeah. He's starting yeah. to like get his quickness back. Yep. Uh, he's starting to hit some of those same like super athletic moves he's he used to hit. Yep. Uh, that that's something that could give Miami a lot of problems. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I definitely we'll see. agree. Yeah. All right. That was quicker than we thought, right? Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the coaches a little bit? Uh, yeah. But first, one thing: <clears throat> if the Rockets don't win, what happens to the Rockets? Ooh. I don't think anything's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to keep the same roster? Yeah. Same coach? 
Yeah. I think Dan Tony's going to get another year. <laughs> it just, to me, they're... And I don't think any other uh, organization is in this situation. Uh-huh. But to fire Dan Tony would be to acknowledge that your system is not... Like, what you bought into as far as, like, analytics basketball, it it's it doesn't win. Right. And, and Daryl Morey has been convinced that it'll happen. <laughs> like, he swears that Harden is that guy. And their yeah. system, according to the stats, is built to eventually win. Yeah. But if they get spanked out the first round... It just it would just look stupid to me. Yeah. I'm not I saying agree. I'm not saying he could be big enough to say, you know what, D'Antoni's not not it. We gotta go in a at least a slightly more defensive direction. Yeah. At least slightly more structured offense. Mm-hmm. At least at time. Like obviously we could still play through Harden, but it can't be that can't be the exclusive game. Do you think Harden could change that over a summer? Well, over three months. I think, yeah, that's that's the tough thing with with the short off season. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. Depending on, it might not be that short. We don't even know. But, uh, right. I think he can, and okay. I think it'll be like I think early on in the season they'll probably either struggle or he'll struggle. Uh, but I think it, it takes them a long way to kind of change the narrative of, of around their like system. Mm-hmm. But again, Daryl Morey has been so convinced, and he swears by it so hard that I don't know. I, I just wouldn't expect that from him. Let me ask you this too. Um, I know. I mean, these teams that didn't make the playoffs. Do you see any drastic changes? Other than the, the teams that coaches. didn't make the playoffs, yeah. Um, Do you see any of them making any drastic changes? I'm very curious about the Pelicans' coaching decision moving forward. Because mm-hmm. to me, they could a coach could set them into the playoffs next year, like the right I coach. I agree. Yep. Um, but as far as drastic like roster changes for any of these teams. I don't think so. You know, okay. the, uh, the Warriors maybe could make something happen. Oh yeah, no, I mean, they're they're gonna do something. I don't know if it's gonna be drastic. But I would, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something a little bit smaller. Yeah. Because if they get another like consistent role guy. Yeah. I'm. I mean, they're really most of their holes are plugged up, assuming you know they're healthy. Yeah. And Wiggins. I like Wiggins as, you know, playing alongside the Splash Bros. I do too. I think he could kind of max out as a... Not a Godala, but uh, he could be better than what Harrison Barnes was for them. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Like, a lot of people remember Barnes as being trash in the finals, but Barnes was a really good fit with them. Yeah, he's he's like the mix between Iguodala and Barnes to me for them. Right. He would be. Right, and if he could really like, if he really turns himself into a defender and a little bit more of a like, all-around playmaker, mm-hmm. I I could see him being really good. Yeah, and he'll be a more consistent scorer than both those guys were. For sure. 
And that's what, like, Barnes did that. Barnes was a, a lot of the time he was a spot-up guy, but he was also a creator for them. Right. And that, I think, Wiggins kind of, Wiggins falls into, like, oh, I'm the primary playmaker, so I'm going to have the ball every play. Yeah. Uh, And he's got to get out of that. You, do you think um they make more veteran moves or do they make more like uh younger Golden State? Trades? Yeah. I think, think I, they... I would want them to go younger. Okay. I think they have enough veteran leadership. Yeah. Like they're not missing I mean they don't have no, a center I... on the team. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, but they could get away with that. They could do that, like, what Miami used to do, playing, like, some defensive random. Yeah, yeah. No disrespect to, used to Joel that. Anthony, but... Draymond used to be that for me, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I want to see what Draymond's going to look like next year. Trash. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if the Splash Bros are healthy, even if they don't make any moves, I think they'll be a good team. Yeah, they will. They won't. They won't be contenders, but that'll be good. I think they'll um, be like a, like right on the border. Yeah. <clears throat> Any other teams in the East? You know Any what I was teams? thinking about, kind of randomly. If if the Raptors make another pl- uh, finals run, yeah, dude, L- Lowry's moving up in the point all time point guard rankings for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Like another deep playoff run. Even if they go to like the conference finals and Lowry's like leading them which the way he has been mm-hmm. man i mean there's a lot of guys who are gonna have to take a step that step back yeah in the rankings yeah because <laughs> i'm finally starting to see what all the what all the toronto fans or all the lowry fans used to tell me for years mm-hmm. that i only saw in highlights because we didn't get many raptors games on tv yeah and then never i never saw it in the playoffs which was what which was, you know, him hitting crazy shots and him taking more charges than any other person on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And him seeking contact and him leading really well. Yeah, he's uh, definitely, I would say he's the best leader in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to see that. Like, it's looking more and more clear cut. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of the Bubble Awards, by the way? Um,. Did they give out the individual awards? I think Lillard got MVP. I saw he was the first on the first team. I didn't see what the actual awards were. I think um, Monty Williams got uh, coach of the bubble. Should be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see now, yeah. All seeding games, first team. Lillard, Booker, Harden, Doncic, Warren. Yep. Second team. Greek Freak, Leonard, Levert, Porter Jr., Porzingis. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I wasn't mad at any of the picks. Yeah, Phoenix, coach of the seeding games. Yeah. Lillard, unanimously, player of the seeding games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. There's a lot of expectation for Phoenix after their 8 0. Yeah. I'm a little skeptical on them making like a huge leap. No, they they won't uh, make. It. And I'm also skeptical on Monty Williams being a good coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we'll you see. Know why, I you know why I think Monty Williams is a good coach for this team. He, you know, most of these guys aren't too experienced, 
it's really young and he is that real he's a good like father figure kind of coach for yeah. people and I, and in the past he often had a very dominating player and none of these guys have dominating attitudes they're all just guys who love to play and they play yeah. well for him that's what they look like every game in the bubble mm-hmm. yeah all right real quick the coaches Gentry's fired Boylan's yeah. fired yeah I mean I think Gentry will will be working next season unless he yeah. wants to take a break yeah uh he's maybe not I don't know if he's a head coach he's gonna be a premier head coach guy but he's definitely a, a good enough coach to be on a staff yeah for sure like he's, he's been on a staff for so long he to me could be a top two top three guy on like at least 50% of coaching staffs in the league. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. But I don't know, like, I, I couldn't really come up with a good name for a coach. For the Pelicans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you mentioned Mark Jackson. That was an interesting name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just like, I'm not sure what their primary need is. Yeah. Is it is it like veteran stability? Is it kind of a structure issue? Is it kind of a trust of the roster thing? Mm-hmm. So I don't know who will fit them the best in that way. The um, apparently the for some reason oh here's an article on the seven head coaching candidates for the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they say. Lou slash Jason Kidd. I don't know why they are grouped together, but uh, Jacques Vaughn or Kenny Atkinson, Becky Hammond, Fizdale, <laughs> Dan Tony, <laughs> already plotting him to lose his job. Uh, I don't like any of those names for yeah. Ones. I didn't hear anything I liked either. Um. Yeah, man, I, it's weird. This is a weird time for coaching too, because there's not a lot of there's a lot of new coaches. So now I'm like forgetting about the coaches that you know we're looking for jobs. You know. Yeah. So I don't really know who would who would step into there. Um. And I I think their thing is I don't think they have trust in anybody on the team. At least Gentry didn't. I think he trusted the team. He didn't a trust a lot of the role guys. No, he didn't. Because he, he, you could see that there was no, like, someone is going to do their thing tonight kind of guy. And not, I mean, not kind of guy, but there was no room for that on the team. They didn't keep guys in when they were hot. It didn't matter how vicious a dunk Jackson Hayes would come in and get in four straight rebounds. He'd sit the rest of the game. Yeah. Frank Jackson would come in and hit four threes, and he won't even play the next game. You know, Hart comes in and, like, leads the second unit and is done for the night after the second quarter. Like, it was just weird stuff like that to me that I think they just need someone to say, look, we know what we have, and we're going to go let these guys do what they do best. And, you know they need that everybody eats mentality where anyone gets hot, they just keep rolling. Yeah. Cause I think they have guys that a lot of guys that could get hot and could have the team rolling. 
I would like to see them maybe get. Yeah, honestly, I think it's a good job, a coaching job to to seek because they have like a lot of ways they could succeed. Yeah, they do. I think they could kind of have a, like the Phoenix. What Phoenix just did, they could do that. Yeah. Uh, they could kind of get into like what Denver's becoming. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. It, it'll be interesting to see who they pick. They have shooting. They have athleticism. They have, yeah. you know, they have it all. They just no one is stepping up, and I that comes from coaching because sometimes the coach just has to pick who is going to step up. They just has to say, "Look, guys, he's our guy, and this is what we're doing." But it didn't look like they had any of that on the team last yeah. year. And and I need Zion in shape next year. Like, I understand with Kem, what's going on with Kemba and managing his because of the knee injury. Yeah. But, like, Zion was fine coming into the bubble. He he, leave, he leaves for a couple days and he's on a minutes restriction? Yeah. Because he's out of shape? How does that yeah. happen? That is weird. And they siced it. I remember uh, David Griffin was talking shit how, oh, Zion looks incredible. He's been He's been working on the basics. <laughs> like where? Mm-hmm. He looked like exactly the same player, just not in shape. Yeah. So I don't know. They got to figure that out. I agree. I agree. And the Bulls? See, the Bulls are different because I couldn't care less who they hired. <laughs> you don't think they'd improve at all? I think they'd they'd have to go crazy. Like if. Popovich retired, and they, by some God's miracle, got him. Uh, I don't think I don't think Popovich would help them. Maybe that'll be cool, but it would be cool, but that, they'd still be trash. There's not a coach to me who could salvage that. Yeah, I get you. They do have like at least seven guys on the roster that just don't even need to be playing in the NBA. I I, I will say they need a guy who they need a. a like a strong personality guy. Mm-hmm. It can't be some like college newcomer or some like hotshot assistant that doesn't have any experience. Because yeah. they need somebody to, to kind of control these, I don't know, what, whatever they had this, these last couple years where it was like, it's almost like the, either the roster doesn't like the coaching staff or the roster doesn't like each other. Or if it's a combination of the two, but they got to figure that out somehow. Right. And to me, I think a strong personality coach would kind of rein in Levine's nonsense. Uh, Markinen just be looking useless out there. Right. Uh, so I don't know. You think Kenny Atkinson could coach them? Uh, I think he could, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think Mark would be really good for he that. He doesn't team. fit the strong personality type, but I like if he could get them playing in his play style. Yeah. Uh, like kind of fast and young and exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think that could that could they could do some good things. I like Mark for Chicago. I think that would be that would be ideal for me. You know, the, I think Chicago wasn't talked about this year for how, like, randomly trash they were. Uh-huh. Uh, like, why? Markinen almost looked like he had the Roy Hibbert drop off this year. In his second year? Because all of a sudden, <laughs> the jumper that I thought was, like, could give you seven threes a game at times 
it, it was gone. Yeah. He looked like he, he got all of weaker. A sudden, yeah, he all of a sudden became like not versatile at all. Yeah, he got sl- he looks slower, he looks weaker, he looks obviously he's not playing with any confidence. Yeah. He looks like what Pau Gasol looked like on the Lakers when Dwight was there. <laughs> yeah. Just like just intimidated almost. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. I think I think they'll probably get someone random again, to be honest. Yeah. But they do have some major roster changes they need to make. Curious to see who they draft and where the what draft pick they'll have. I would trade it. I would trade it and um Archer Diacono, uh, <laughs> Denzel Valentine, it's time to go. Yeah, Adam I've had Coco. enough of Denzel Valentine. Yeah, uh, Wendell was... Carter Jr. can go. And Daddy is young, they should just buy him out. <laughs> I'll, give him, I'll give Wendell Carter Jr. another year. I like Wendell Carter Jr., but they I'd give him, I'd trade him before I gave him a year and he was trash. Kind of like they did Okafor. You know, it's crazy. How does uh, John Morant steps on the NBA court and he immediately has chemistry with Jaron Jackson? Yeah. Zach Levine and, and Wendell Carter Jr., like, I I don't think I've ever seen them pass the ball to each other. I don't see Zach Levine pass the ball to anybody some nights. That's a good point. <laughs> but no, you're right. Wendell Carter Jr. isn't a good... He's... <clears throat> I think he's a good like he has good skills, but I don't think he's a good player. A, a good like I don't think he's a good team player. I'll say that. I, I'll tell you what. Uh we talked we had a little kind of random brief debate about Levine versus Devin Booker. Yeah. Uh what Devin Booker just did with the Suns, Levine couldn't do with anybody. Right. Just but you know, I I still don't think it's clear cut who's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Booker could fit a lot better in different rosters. Yeah, did we do that on the podcast, or did we just text each other that? No, I think we just talked about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm. I went with Booker because I do think Booker could fit any team, and I think Booker, you know, when he does get the chance to be, I don't want to say when he got when he gets the chance to have a sidekick. Or be a sidekick, I think his game will elevate, big time. And I don't, I don't mean like he has to not shoot as much, but if he has someone else to be his, you know, his guy, a duo, and it may be Aiton, it may come, it may be yeah. Ubre, but if he needs someone else. If it's Ubre, to... Suns are gonna be my new favorite team. Yeah, if he gets someone else that can really contribute and there someone else where you say man those two guys oh can God, kill us dude. D book and Ke- Kelly Oubre going one two that'd be crazy yeah he needs a one two punch he does and Aiden I think Aiden is good Aiden, but I don't Aiden really showed me some a... of that yeah he has but he just he's not like aggressive enough right but maybe he's not aggressive come. enough and he's not I don't think anybody is like worried about him no no <laughs> I need teams worried about somebody other than Booker every night. And they're getting there. They're getting there. Um, Alright, r- real quick. I wanted to bring this topic. Um, 
to the podcast. So a lot of guys have opted out, right? Ariza, Dinwiddie, Bradley, the most notable, I would say, right? Yeah. You think they deserve championship rings if their team wins? No. <laughs> I don't either. And and uh, I think in any other situation, I would say yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was this was like a risk you're you got to be willing to take kind of choice yeah and if you didn't make that choice that the rest of your team made Mm -hmm. then you yeah you shouldn't get the results i agree because this isn't like missing time for an injury or or like a family member or anything like that this is choosing not to participate right yeah i agree yeah And I haven't heard anyone say anything about it because I guess it's far into the future. But I was just thinking, like, these guys should not get rings. Yeah. There's no way. And it's going to be determined by if if the virus stays clear of the bubble. Yeah, because now you really look stupid. Right. (laughs) Because, you know, you're worried about your family, this and that, and we've had all negatives. I don't know if there's a safer place to be right now than the NBA bubble. Right. As far as for being safe from the virus. Right. And and I'm I was saying this, um I had this argument with someone. Uh they asked me about Bradley versus Ariza, right? Now I said I would take people arguing for Bradley to get a ring because Lakers were number one seed. He was there all year he had, to get them to the number one He was part of the seed. number one seed, yes. Yes. But Ariza, it, if the season ended, they wouldn't be in the playoffs at all. So Ariza did nothing to help them get to the playoffs, if right. you think about it. They, they got to the playoffs in these eight games. I so, agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Bradley should get a ring either, but I'm saying – for I would take an argument for him. I would understand. Like, yeah. look, man, I wouldn't I have a problem if they played on the roster for a, a majority of the year. Yeah, but if they're like, if they were a late signing or even like a mid-season signing, no way. If Brooklyn wins, Dinwiddie should get a ring. I mean, they're not gonna win, but if some, yeah, Dinwiddie Brad should because he was on the roster. Okay, and okay. he had a lot to do with why they were a playoff team. Yeah, but he wouldn't have anything to do with why they won the championship. No, but that, he was he was part of the team for more more of the season than not. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but again, I, I, I don't think he part. should. But I wouldn't have a problem with it. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. All right, um, that's all I got for sports. You got anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. I can't wait for these next two days. I'm gonna be glued. Well, this whole week, pretty much. Is are um. Is the whole, all the first games are within the first two days. I I know there's four games, yeah, because I think it's four, four tomorrow and then four on Tuesday. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. I'm happy that they spread them out too. Yeah, me too. I hated in the first round when there was like the one game that wasn't on TV. Yeah. Or it was like on NBA TV at the same time as another game. 
Mm-hmm. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. I, I would genuinely watch all of these matchups, too. Yeah, there's not a, is, even, I want to see the Orlando-Milwaukee, at least the first couple games. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, mainly because I want to see how Milwaukee looks, too. Right. All right. Uh, I'll play uh, this Drake gem. We'll be right back with music, as usual. Drake's wordplay is just so crazy. Yeah, he makes it sound so easy, too. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Um, let's start with his single, since we played that. Laugh Now, Cry Later. Yes. The single, the video, the yes. mu- the movement. Him and Lil Dirk at the... Uh, he was at the Nike facility with a couple superstars. What you think? Uh, I, I mean, the, the video I loved. <laughs> I did too. Uh, the song, the song is cool. Like, it didn't really impress me at first. Yeah, uh, it's grown on me a little bit more since I've heard it. Kind of, it's catchy. Yeah, it's yeah. got that typical like God's plan. Like, it'll it's easy to quote. Yeah, uh, it'll be memorable for a little while, but. Uh, he likes to do that with his singles because there's really not a lot of lyrics in that song. It's right. really just like the hook and then right. he just repeats the hook for the last two minutes of the song. Right. So, yeah. I like how Lil Dirk sounded on there, though. Yeah, that was a really good feature by him. Yeah. Uh, but it was just it was cool, man. I'm excited for, for his album. It uh, looks like it's coming, finally. Yeah, you can't not be excited for a Drake album. Right. Uh, I mean, the cover I'm not excited for in the title. Was that really the cover? I'm pretty sure. Wow. Because I had a couple of people send me that. Like, yo, what, what's going on with your boy? Because <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't talk to a lot of... You're probably... You might be the only person I talk to that's like a legit Drake fan. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of solo with everybody else that I talk to on that. On that. <laughs> yeah I, I got you well Ho- i uh hopefully that's not the, the title i think it is the title though <laughs> i mean he's embracing the the whole simp thing <laughs> yeah but that's what I, that's why i love the music video yeah because the too. music video he was kind of it was almost like a middle finger to that it was uh and it was so funny man i, I it was great honestly yeah yeah i, I liked it I liked it a lot. Oh, speaking of be... huge singles that have come out, what, what? did you think of WAP? Oh, wow. <laughs> we got to go there? I mean, not in depth, but... It's hard. It's it <laughs> like cool. Lie, it's hard. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's not my flavor, obviously. Yeah, I don't. I forgot the lyrics of the song like uh, 30 seconds after I saw the video. But I didn't forget the video, I can tell you that. I didn't either, for sure. <laughs> but it's a that's cool a, song, man. It's, it's I like if that's her like lead single for her second album. Yeah. Uh it's a good start. I agree. Yeah, I think it's cool that they're both on there. I think I think that song opens up a lot of remix um yes. opportunities. I need Sweetie on it. I need a remix video too, if Sweetie's on it. But um, I think it. I think it's cool. It's, it's funny, I guess. So, a lot of people are up in arms about it, though. 
Yeah, well, I, I heard my mom listening to it and making faces to it the other day. Like, wow, this is what they talking about now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like she's she's been that though. Like Cardi B has kind of just like rocked that style mm-hmm. since she started. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not expecting her to like get into shit that she doesn't. That's not her game. Right. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on. You want to talk about albums? Yeah, we got to talk about at least Dave East. Yeah, Karma 3 Because the other out. one I don't have too much to say on. But Karma 3 came out of nowhere. I love it, it. I had no idea. Yeah, I wouldn't even have noticed it if I didn't, like, scroll further into all the new releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad I did, but... I was a lot more glad when I actually listened to it. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, it's it's not as good as Survival, but it, it continues that trend that he's been going for, uh-huh. which is kind of his albums being a lot more smooth start to finish. Yeah. Uh, and it, this one, this album was similar in that way. Yeah. Uh, I thought most of the tracks were good. There was a couple tracks I didn't like, but. You know, he didn't shoot 100%. That's okay. I'm not going to mm-hmm. hold that against him. Yeah. Uh, but it was really two tracks specifically that I didn't like, and I pretty much loved everything else. <laughs> Which songs didn't you like? Unruly, I thought was garbage. Garbage? Yeah. I, I He I didn't like sound it. good with the... With it, Popcon? Yeah, it just wasn't a good sound for him. I thought his, his flow was kind of offbeat a little bit. It was, it was slow. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not mad if you like the Young Dolph track, but that shit was repetitive to me. I don't like the Young Dolph track. It was it was too like. like Why it do was, people get Young Dolph for features? I don't, I don't know. I don't need real rappers getting Young Dolph. Right. This <clears throat> honestly, outside of Young Dolph, I don't mind Popcon. Like that's that to me is you're trying like a different genre, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But like, dude. The rest of this is real rap. Why would you throw Young Dolph in there? Right, I agree. I love the other features, though, man. I did, too. Like, Trey Songs was great. That was a cool little throwback. I like that uh, a lot. Him and Trouble obviously worked. I was surprised at what Trouble sounded like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the hook was really good. Yeah, it was. Uh, Benny Stone Killer was a fire track. Really fire. Uh, I knew him and Mary J. Blige would sound good. Yeah, it's hard not to sound good. What, what did you think? You had any other thoughts on it? Um, other than Young Dolph, I honestly thought it was flawless. I really did, man. Yeah. I, and I, I, uh, I really liked the Jazzy back-to-back tracks too. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, man, I, I think, I think this is probably. Well, let me say this. I think. Really early in our podcast, I said that Dave East's percentage is really low for me as a fan. It's like but he heard you. He he definitely heard me because now I mean it's like two in a row where I don't like I don't dislike anything. Right. And I think his um he's getting so much better at song making, and it's so prevalent. Like you you can hear it. Yeah. This album has amazing song making to me. Top to bottom. Yes. Every song, it sounds complete. It, what he's saying goes with the 
hooks, which has been one of my problems with him, you know, like way back, it, he, he would be rapping about like killing somebody, but the hook would be talking about like his mom. So it would be like a weird, you know, it just felt like he didn't match up his lyrics with what he was doing with the song. And I mean, this sounds like, he sounds like an artist on this one. Yes. On Karma 3, like this feels like the evolution of Dave East into a rap artist and not just a good rapper. Yeah. And you know what? Like I've, I never really gave him credit for it, but I don't know if it's, you know, the fact that he was a basketball player, but he's, he's got some of the most vicious basketball lines. <laughs> yeah. he does. And the way he like, he, he goes into basketball and comes back to like what he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, he's so good at that. He is really good at that. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he was really nice. He's also he has, a guy who's, like, fire to work out to. Yeah, he is. He's, every time, his last two albums, like, every time I finish listening to it, I have more energy than when I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, uh, I've had a lot of fun with these last two albums, man. But you know what he, he's done so well? He's taking his time and he's making art. Instead of just putting out songs. Yeah. I mean... He had one album last year, one album this year. In 2018, he had three projects. Yeah. 2017, he had two. 2016, he had two. I mean, you know, 2014, he had two. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, too much. Yeah, and now you see every year he's taking his time. He's making good music. I, I love it. I love this. I love this album. This, this might go on my top ten at the end of the year, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if it made mine also. Yeah. You have a favorite right. track? Oh, um I think I like I like Broker Not a lot. And Trey sounds great on the city. Yeah, he, he does. He really does. He really, yeah. Man. <laughs> and I I probably like Stone Killer. It's probably my my third favorite out of those. Yeah. Uh I don't have like I I mean, Stone Killers would be in my top three, but I don't really have a third one. But uh, mm-hmm. Said What I Said was my favorite by far. Okay. I've had that on replay. Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, he he did his thing, man. A- anyone who likes Dave East, you should be satisfied. Uh, personally, I was happy for a good A Boogie verse. He's had a couple yeah. bad features in a row. I was happy to see him get a W. <laughs> what was his last one? Last bad one to you? Dude, his uh, pop smoke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a bad song, but I didn't, I didn't really. Anyway. All right, moving on. Yeah. Amine. Yeah. <laughs> Amine dropped, which was also a shock to me. Yeah. Uh. What did you think? Because you you kind of told me your thoughts, but but get into a little uh, it a little bit more. Because I was a little bit thrown off what you meant when you first told me what you said. <laughs> yeah. So so get into that a little bit more. I'm I'm curious. We've talked on here about guys like uh, Schoolboy Q was one of the big ones we spent a lot of time talking about. Um, I may even put Sci High in the category. I had Davies in the category at one point, but it's these rappers who carry this potential label forever. You know, like, I, and I, when I say forever, I mean for over three albums. You're thinking this guy could be something 
He sounds like something. He's on his way, but he just never gets to the destination or even close to it. Yeah. Or he just doesn't improve at all. And I really liked Amine's, um, I liked Good For You, the album, the first one. I liked Veggies, Yellow, Caroline was great. Spice Girl was one of my favorite songs of all times at that time. Wedding Crashers was nice. I mean, Heebie Jeebies was beautiful. I liked some of the other stuff in there. Blinds, Turf, all that stuff was cool. 1.5, we talked on here. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. I did too. But this new one, Limbo, although I enjoyed it, and the song making on here is good, he doesn't sound any better as a, as an artist to me at all from the first album. I think he could have made this album. I mean, this is no better than the first album to me at all as far as his skill. But, I mean, it, and not everyone gets better. Not everyone gets glaringly better. Because he has some features on here, like the Summer Walker song is great to me. The Young Doug song is great. He has features that he probably wouldn't have had before. And um, I don't I don't know, man. It's just he's just someone that I I don't feel like he doesn't do anything for me as his music. I don't feel anything. It it seems it's cool to listen to a couple times, but after that, like I I never really want to hear this album again. Yes, I I have I kind of agree with you. My my. I kind of have like a dumbed down version of basically what you're saying. To me, this album is just boring. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I know that's, I, I hate saying that because it's kind of easy and simple. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and like, there were songs I liked on here, but it was the yeah. same thing that I had with Logic where it was just like, I really don't care to ever hear this again. <laughs> yeah. And I really did not like him, like, kind of really rapping slow. Yeah. Like, that that six-slack rap style can get so boring so fast. Especially when you're not saying anything. Yes. And a lot of the time, when guys rap like that, it's because they really can't say anything. Right. So, like, to me, it just was boring, man. These tracks, like, every time the energy picked up, he dropped it right back. <laughs> Uh, and I, I hate when albums do that. Yeah, me too. Like your slow, if your slow tracks aren't good, I don't need you slowing down the album every other song. Right. And that's what it felt like. It it took, it felt so long. This album was shorter than Davies' album, and it felt twice as long. I agree. I, I just I don't know, man. I was I liked the features. I wanted more features, even though the features were good. Yeah, I was just about to say that too. It's like, I heard too much of him. And I know I'm listening to his album, but it seemed like the songs he did alone took so long and there was so much of him on there. It was just too, it just felt like too much of him at the end of the day yeah. to me. I, I gotta say, I hated, like, the last four tracks really sucked for me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was just like, come on, like, Easy was... Easy was like on the verge of sucking, and I was like, you know, it's okay. Summer sounds good. He sounds cool at the end. Yeah. But then the last four tracks really, really were where this album dragged. Yeah. That that, that was frustrating, man. And like I just said, we had fun with one point five. Yeah. I didn't have fun with this. Right. 
So I, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't go as to, as far as saying like I, he's as good as he'll ever be. But like, mm-hmm. you know, if we get another album of him sounding pretty much what he sounded like, these last three albums, yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't be too interested in that to be honest. And he's he's strange because to me, he has versatility, but like doesn't use it right. Yeah, at all. You know, maybe some of that is just song making. Maybe he's got the same like Dave East kind of thing where he needs some more time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but we'll see. But it, it, the crazy thing is, and I don't know if he wrote his songs, but the first album had great song making. Yeah. I mean, Caroline was a smash. Spice Girl was a smash. I mean, it, he had good song making on there, and then it just went down, down, down. And he, it's like, there's some songs I think he should be singing that he's rapping. And then there's some songs that I would like to hear him rap on, and he just sings the whole song. Or like you said, he does the six lakh in between thing, and I, I never, I'm not satisfied with any of his songs. Yeah, I I do like compensating a lot though. Yeah, but him and Young Thug, I, I knew would be great. Yeah, that would, I probably would have gave this album a straight up negative review if that wasn't great. <laughs> I would have just came on here and be like, Nah, this shit sucks. Because <laughs> I, I I really I don't think it sucks. I'm telling you now. Like if you've never heard of Amine, I would I would really recommend listening to this. Right. This and is this is a cool album for somebody who's never heard him before. And that's where my problem lies. Right. Exactly. I don't want it. This is not what I want to hear on anyone's third album. Third studio album. I mean, if this was just like a mixtape and it was clear that it was a mixtape, because I know now. It's hard to tell what's a mixtape, what's a playlist, uh, demo tape, and you know all that from an album. I get that, but if he came out and said, "Yo, this is just a mixtape. I just did some stuff and it's out," I'd be like, "Okay, cool. This is nice. I hear from him. He's doing some stuff. He's just, you know, he's in the studio. I like that." But you give me an album of this? No, no thanks. And all the names: Becky, Riri, Kobe. Come on, man. I, did, I, I really liked what he Kobe. said about Kobe. I did too. Uh, Wait, I, didn't I, he say it on it on the other song? He might have. <laughs> he like talked about Kobe on Woodlawn, and then Kobe was. <laughs> yeah, he, Woodlawn was probably my favorite track, and then he like like said it just like just to say it, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was. I was confused about that, but, but it was Woodlawn cool. was my favorite. Uh, on my first listen, for sure. That's all I got for Amine, man. I mean, I, yeah. I'm cool if I, I'm really cool if he never makes another album. To be honest, I, I want to hear like, one more like, from him. I would, I would like to hear one more, but if he didn't, I'm not losing sleep. It better not be he more than I'm 13 retiring. tracks. I can tell you that right now. You said more than 13. It better not be more than 13. Oh, not be. Yeah, I agree. If he get if he picked the best eight on this one, I probably would have liked it better. Yeah, I agree. If this was cut in half, I think this would be much better. Yeah. That's not like that's not a positive thing. <laughs> it's not. Usually usually at most we're like, you know, four to five tracks. Mm-hmm. Half the album? That, that's not a good album. <laughs> right. Right. All right, we got any other, um, do we have any other music topics? 
Um, well, we got some... What's coming up? Oh. I know Katy uh, Perry's coming up pretty soon. A couple weeks, I think. I don't know if I want to hear that. To be honest. I want to hear it. I'm curious. Um... <laughs> a bunch of albums that I said I was going to listen to that I didn't. CeeLo came out with a new album. I'll check that out. Why not? Tori Kelly came out with a new album. I'll check it out. Yeah, Katy Perry Smile is coming. You know what I want to check out is uh, Kosh Page, Teenage Fever. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that. I liked her on the Don Tolliver, Euphoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured I'd check it out. I'll check that out, too. That sounds good. A good week for, um, you know, being underground. Yeah, packed release week. Not a yeah. ton of, like, huge release. Not really any huge releases, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Burn a Boy... I haven't heard anything about it, but it looks cool. I've heard I've heard good things. Okay. I'm gonna check it out. Did you listen to Popcon's album? No, I didn't. With all the Drake features? Nah, I missed that. It was straight. Mm, I'll get around. I don't have to like it anything anything deep to say about it because Popcon is just like you. I'm honestly I'm honestly gonna have Karma Three sitting on my iPod for a little while. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. All right. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Oh, I had an interesting idea. I forgot to bring it up before we got on air, but I could bring it up on here. Okay. So I saw that uh, Mac Miller's uh, Kids Drop, like, re-released. Yeah. With a couple extra tracks. Yeah. I didn't know it had extra tracks, but I saw it was re-released. Uh, yeah. What would you think if we had, like, a little segment for... We have to listen to one throwback, like in between each episode. Well, I'm down. And we obviously, I'm not. We don't have to do it right now, but uh, like we put together like a name every every week or every episode of an album yeah. that obviously not we haven't heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just come in for a quick review, quick first impression. Yeah. What'd you think? I'd be down for that. Yeah, you want to start with Mac? Uh, I figured that'd be a good starting point, since that's kind of right. what gave me the idea. Alright. Alright, yeah. it's been, man, kids, I don't think I've heard kids since I was, like, in early high school, maybe. Yeah. Like, I was a Mac fan that. getting out of middle school, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was so long ago. Yeah. I, I I liked it at the time, but it wasn't one of those that, like, stuck with me my whole life. Yeah, none of his mixtapes really stuck with me, like, like, a lot of people who liked him more, like, really loved his mixtapes. Yeah. And I I really never, like, remembered them until Blue Slide Park came out, which is where I really started to like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to check it out, have some impressions on it. All right. Yeah, I'll wait for you before I talk about oh, it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Um... DMX confirmed he has an album coming. Wayne uh, confirmed that No Ceilings 3 is coming. Wow, that's big. Yeah. Easily my favorite of his franchises. No Ceilings? Yeah. Yeah, classics. I mean, obviously not Carter's, but that's albums. Right. Yeah. Who, um... Who you think could take, uh... 
Trey Songs in a versus. Who could take him? Yeah. I mean, Chris Brown could probably take him. You, you picking Chris Brown? You know? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of somebody like who would be a little closer. Would be a little more of an even matchup. Yeah, that, that's what was hard for me. Looking for an even matchup for him. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, Trey's... I think Trey's hits, like just his hits, can match up to almost anybody's. But, you know, it won't be like... I think he has a lot of hits, but his hits aren't as big as some other people's hits. Yeah, like he has some tracks where, like, to me, they're in an upper tier of R&B. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it as far as the popular vote goes. Right. What do you think is his top three? Or top two? What do you think are his wild cards, I should say? Shit, if I was him, I'd play uh, Sex Room with Ludacris. Yeah. That was fire. <laughs> Super fire, yeah. Uh, dude, what's the one he had with uh, Fab? With Fab? Um, like way say back. Yes. That's a, yeah, that, that oh, might be a wild card. That That's was, a win. I love that one. That, that album, I mean, Neighbors Know My Name, Invented Sex. I need a girl. Say, uh, LOL, smiley face. You had another song I loved way, like, a long time ago. Like, Can't Stop or something like that. I don't remember what it was called, but. I think, I think, Can't Stop Missing You, you talking about? Maybe. It was probably oh, one of his I, early. I got it. This? What was the album with I the. Can't stop missing yes. You. Yes. I don't know if that's what I was talking I about, but I love that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hit. I love that song Dude, too. So I, yeah. I loved his uh, "Step Up" two soundtrack. Can't help but wait. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a super hit for him. Yeah. He got. I mean, he got hits. Like he's someone you don't off the top of your head. You say, "Oh, yeah, nah, Trey isn't there." But then when you really look through his he's catalog, a sleeper, bro. Yeah, he got <laughs> love faces. I mean, bottoms up was huge. Can't be friends was like crazy huge and I, I didn't really like can't be friends but i heard it all the time unusual was nice i mean you could go through trey's stuff man dive in was crazy yeah heart attack i i think he'd I, he'd give every, anyone a fight anybody in r&b he'd give a fight that's fair fight. maybe like bieber. bieber what about bieber or no bieber's a little I more think pop bieber has enough huh Bieber's a little more pop, like yeah, got more widespread popularity. He may not have enough music yet for Trey. Trey has like nine albums now, right? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, Bieber got like six or seven. I feel like maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't really have anything else, man. Uh, yeah, man, Project Power. I'm definitely checking that out. But besides that, it's going to be straight basketball this next week. <laughs> yeah. You're most excited for which series? Hmm. Most excited. Like, because I'm going to be more different. It's going to change based on the games, I feel like, and the results of the first couple games. But I think early on, uh, Dallas and Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll be 
Well, I I gotta I gotta say I'll be most excited for um, the Lakers in Portland, but just because they're on the, you know, just because of the hype. But um, I don't want to miss think... any of the West West Coast or the West Conference games. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it too, really. If I have to miss them, I'm going to try to schedule to miss the East games. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right. Um, I am going to play... Let's go with... I'll go with Trey as a throwback. Fair enough. Uh, We'll be back probably in about maybe three to four games. Yeah. Like so that. maybe the the sweeps will probably be over at that point or about to be over. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see how the more even series are matching up. Yep. Stay tuned.